Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of Start Building Your Life podcast. Give me one second. I have to like adjust my table real quick. Yeah, I thought I was comfortable, but then once I started recording it, I realized that I wasn't, so I just switched it up. Um, but I hope that you guys had an amazing week. And without further ado, we will jump right into the top five lessons of this week. Okay, let's see. Okay, so number one that I wrote down is kind of like an equation. So I'll read it out and then I'll kind of walk you guys through my thought process. Okay, I have strong sense of self equals to increasing self-importance equals to increasing narcissism equals to decreasing happiness. And so I kind of came upon this when I was thinking more about the uh, New York flight thing that I talked about in the previous episode. And so if you guys haven't listened to that yet, I you can kind of jump into that, listen to that, and then come back to this. Then you'll get the context of what I'm talking about. But basically, I was kind of like thinking about this, and I was and that's where I kind of came up onto this equation. And I think and I think the conclusion that I came up to is that when you have a very strong sense of self, you think that you are incredibly important in this world. And all you see in the world is yourself. So you're very narcissistic. You don't think about other people. You only think your issues are the only issues that exist in the world. And then you become unhappy because you put so much importance into everything that you do. Like it's basically almost like you can't take a joke. Like you don't know how to laugh at yourself because you think everything you do is so important and that everyone's like watching you, what you're doing. And... And that's why you have to be like very calculated and you're just so important. You're just so special that um, like your issues are the only thing that only things that matter in the world. And I was thinking about it and it's like that's like one why one of the reasons um, I've heard some people say like when you're sad or you're feeling really down, just think about how big the universe is and how small you are compared to that universe and then how small your problem that you're facing at this moment is compared to the universe. And, you know, I've heard that before but I never really got the lesson behind it I was like whatever like you don't know what I'm going through and so you know you don't you don't understand what I'm going through and that's how I would always like dismiss it but I think this the New York flight thing really made me think about how people are always in their heads and people sense of self is very very strong they Again, they think they're too important. They have too many wants. Like, oh, I need this. I need this. I want this. I want that. And they want to control their life. And so when life doesn't go the way that you thought that it would go, you crash and you become unhappy. Because obviously, 
the picture that you have in your head, which is you're the center of the world, like everything is going to work the way that you want it to. Everyone's going to kneel down and um, what is it called? Lay a red carpet everywhere where you walk. It's not true. That's when you realize that it's not true. And so I think going forward, what I would like to do is I would like to weaken my sense of self, weaken the wants and needs, like just random junk needs and wants that I have constantly. And kind of following this, I remembered how, I remember how, okay, kind of following this, I have another thing to talk about. It's that if you know me, you'll know that I have trouble making decisions. Like, especially Jake, he knows that I struggle with decisions. And I am very indecisive and I get like um, analysis paralysis because I would be like, okay, I could do this. And then if I do this, then this will happen. Or I could do this. And if I do this, and that will happen. And I would spend so much time like juggling between the two pros and cons list. And I will just take a long long time to come to a decision and once I come to a decision it's like I don't I don't get to enjoy that decision because I spent so much time thinking about the two that even when I've made the decision all I'm thinking about is how the other decision would have made my life go differently like that's how much I, I, I don't live in the present and that's how strong my, my, my sense of self is. And here I bring up the sense of self and I think that a lot of my indecision actually comes from my strong sense of self. So I have a strong sense of self, again, by definition, by my definition, I say strong sense of self is that you're very narcissistic, you think that you are too self-important you think everything revolves around like you and what you do and so when you have a want or a need and you're trying to get to it and it doesn't work out that way you struggle with it a lot because in your head oh I am the center of my movie I'm the protagonist so why is this happening to my life this shouldn't be happening. I should be getting what I want. And that's why you like struggle and you get that unhappiness. And I think my indecisiveness comes from my strong sense of self. Because my strong sense of self wants like, when I'm making a decision between like decision A and decision B, my strong sense of self wants both of these. Like I want both of them. You know, like that's the selfishness. Like I think I'm too important and that I deserve both of these situations, but I obviously can't and I need to decide. And so whenever I'm making that decision and I'm maybe leaning towards B, that strong sense of self will be like, oh no, but I get A, you get this, you know, you get this and you get this and this is what you want, right? And I can't shut it down. And... That's why I think I need to be able to weaken my sense of self and reduce the amount of wants and needs that I ask of life so that I can focus on what's important and so that I can recognize like which decision I need to go to and which decision aligns with where I want to go in life most. Because again, when you have the strong sense of self and you have like too many wants and needs, it's just, just that junk voice always telling you like, 
la 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 constantly talking it's just there's just so much junk in my head that it's hard for me to see like the world clearly or see the clear path so i think that if i'm able to weaken my sense of self and kind of detach myself from all of these thousands of wants and needs that i have i can see myself more clearly i can see where i want to go in life clearly and whenever i'm in a position where i have to make one decision or the other i will be able to see the consequences of each of these decisions more clearly and then be able to pick the one that gets me closer to where i want to be you know so i think all of these exercises like me even doing this five lessons a week and doing this podcast and talking through this is me trying to extract the lessons out of myself like to get to know myself so i can separate junk thoughts from good thoughts right good thoughts that actually matter and that actually help me get to where i want to go versus the junk stuff oh i want this jacket oh i want that make oh i want to do this oh i want to do this la 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 that and just separate myself yeah anyway so Lesson 1 is that I want to weaken my sense of self going forward and I'll keep you guys posted on it. I'm going to get some water, give me one sec. Okay. So number 2, the one the lesson that I have listed is there's always good questions to be asked and this actually happened so I have like a mentor and I have like um I think bi-weekly one-on-ones with my mentor. And so like over there like we'll kind of like get I'll give him updates of what I'm doing at work and then he'll kind of tell me what his projects are, what his projects are and like what's going on and all that stuff. And then I feel like I've always felt like after a while I'm like okay, well I'm done like what are, what else are we supposed to talk about and I always feel like awkward or like uncomfortable and then I'm like oh should I like tell him that I'm done and we like cut the call or like what should I do and this week I had this it's not that way like every week but this week especially I was like oh wait I don't have many updates like it'll probably take me like a minute or two and then I'm done and then what else do I do for the rest of the call like you know and so I was like ah like and i was just feel like uncomfortable and awkward and whenever i do feel uncomfortable and awkward in like social kind of situations like these what i always lean towards is i ask questions or i try to learn something out of that situation and the way that i learn something out of a situation is that i ask questions and this was just kind of like another quick reminder to myself that whenever i'm like i guess going to do a one on one or have it or i have to have a conversation with someone and i'm feeling uncomfortable and awkward the thing that i can rely on is asking questions and getting the other person to talk because people are so unique people have very very different experiences than what i've had in my life and there's always always something to learn like 
literally there's always something to learn and so during before this one-on-one I was like super nervous I was like what am I doing like why am I doing this call and I was like okay Perona like let's look at it this way you have to do this one-on-one again you have a choice you can make it awkward and feel uncomfortable and make him feel uncomfortable and it'll just be like weird or what you could do is you can figure out like a creative way to make the most out of it and I chose to go the latter route and then I kind of like took out my notebook and I was like okay I'm going to prepare like five questions to ask him and at first obviously I'm nervous I was like oh like I don't have anything to ask him I feel like I know all everything that I ever could know how ignorant of me again but I was like it's fine like I know everything so what else could I ask but I just like kept pushing myself and then it suddenly hit me. I was like, okay, I think I could ask him that. And I was like, mm, okay, I could also ask him that. And then one, two questions noted down. And then I kept like pushing myself. And then I had like five really good questions listed out. And then once we jumped on the call, I gave him my updates. He gave me his updates. And then I started asking him these questions. And then he was very open and honest about them. And then I actually like learned a lot of like career development tips from him. And after the call, I was like, wow, like it really could have gotten like it really could have gone like two very different ways. One is if I didn't take this opportunity, I would have never had this conversation and I would have never learned what I could what what I did today. And number two, because I took the opportunity now, there's so much that I know. You know what I mean? So I guess. To wrap it up, like lesson two is there are always good questions to be asked whenever you're in a situation where you feel uncomfortable and awkward and you think that there's no way out, that it's going to be awkward and uncomfortable. It necessarily doesn't have to be that way. And maybe asking good questions is the way out is the solution. So, yeah, that was interesting. Um, Let's see. So number three. For number three, I, I wrote down. Don't turn the TV on when you're folding laundry. Listen to yourself talk instead. Okay, yeah. So this week I've been watching more TV than I, I guess, normally do. And I just do this. I like whenever I'm doing laundry, laundry and like putting away laundry is like the most, um, the least of my favorite things to do. I don't know for some reason it's not even hard it's just like getting myself to do it it's like so difficult and so I think this week whenever I was doing laundry I'd always keep the tv on and so when I'm keeping the tv on it's almost like it's noise and I'm like mindlessly just folding the laundry right and I'm not I'm I'm not it's almost like I'm keeping the TV on and the noise on because I cannot stand to sit there by myself being quiet and folding laundry because my head, the voice in my head is like too strong. I know that it'll talk to me. So I just want to avoid it and I just want to kind of push it away and like dig it deep down um, and play the TV noise so that I don't have to deal with it. And Kind of this week, I I noticed that I was doing that, that I would just play TV so that it would keep the noise on and I don't have to hear myself think because I don't like what I'm hearing when I'm thinking. And but 
today like this week i was just like okay i'm just gonna turn the tv off and it took a lot of willpower to like turn it off for some reason i turned it off and i sat there and i was like folding my clothes and again i'm like i'm like talking to myself but i try to make the best out of it like whenever i'm like in the morning whenever i'm meditating for that hour i sit down i have the timer going and i just sit down and i hear myself think and sometimes I will get carried away with the thoughts and I'll, I'll, I'll get stressed because I can't separate myself. But some days are like good when I'm able to separate myself and just kind of watch my thoughts. And honestly, when I was folding the laundry, I was really mimicking that same thing. But instead of like sitting in a chair and sipping coffee with my eyes closed, I was folding laundry. And so I'd have like the thoughts pop up in my head, right? The junk thoughts that are trying to get a reaction out of me. And I'd be like, ah, Perona, that's really not necessary. And then sometimes like an interesting thought will come up and I'm like, huh, that was kind of interesting. And then what happened? And like, oh, why did I think that? Oh, why did I do that? And I was like talking to myself in my head, but it wasn't like mindless thinking. It was like I am actually consciously thinking and following my train of thought to get to where I want to go. And that's like me having a conversation with a friend but in this case the friend is me um so that was kind of fun actually like folding laundry was kind of fun because i was just like oh i'm 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 talking to myself and it was like meditative almost so that was interesting and so i think going forward again i would also like to not turn the tv on when i'm folding laundry so i can squeeze more of like meditative time into my life or like that quiet time in my life yeah okay and then number four what I have written down is um minority rule from the skin in the game by Nasim Taleb and so this is not sorry I'm gonna take a sip of water okay so this one's like not an introspective Perona's lesson, but this one I thought it was interesting in the book that I'm currently reading, which is Skin in the Game by Nasim Taleb. And minority rule, if I were to ex- like, if I'm explaining it, is basically when. Um, let me give an example. Okay. So for example, you have a family of five. Okay, and then the youngest daughter decides that she is not going to eat meat anymore. She's going to be a vegetarian, right? And so out of the five family members, there's only one vegetarian. The four of them, the the remaining four of them, they all like to eat meat, right? And then, for example, the mom is the one who cooks the food. And so whenever, like after the daughter has declared that she's going to be a vegetarian she's not going to eat meat the mom has two options one of them is she's going to keep cook both a meal with meat in it and also a vegetarian meal for her youngest youngest daughter option two is that she cooks one vegetarian meat uh, one vegetarian meal and all five of them can eat it because the majority so the four of them they eat meat and they eat veggies so they're perfectly fine eating veggies But the youngest daughter, one out of five, she will not eat meat. She will only eat vegetarian. So it's an easier decision on the mom where she's like, well, I'm not going to cook two different meals. So I'm just going to do vegetarian and the entire family is going to get vegetarian. 
and then you go to a party and like that family gets invited to a party and they let the host know like hey like we're vegetarian we don't eat meat and so in that case the host is like okay well do I want to cook again like two different meals like meat and vegetarian or like what right so she'll definitely so that host will be like okay maybe I want to make this easy and I want to make it all vegetarian meal and so the entire party is served like vegetarian meal and then like the grocer down the street is like oh like people in this town are becoming more and more vegetarian so I'm going to stock up on more veggies and kind of wean out the meat and etc etc so that is basically like a minority rule in action when you have like like for example five people one person comes in which is like 20 percent of the population and like oh like this is what we do this is what we're gonna do like this is I'm going to be different than you guys and and then you kind of see like the cultural shift and you see like the rest 80% of the population kind of is tolerant towards the 20% and then kind of brings them in and there's the culture shift. So you go from like eating meat to eating more veggies or becoming vegetarian. So that's like the minority rule. Anyway, moving on to lesson five. Okay, this one's a harsh one too, but um, <laughs> number five. Um, is uh, I lie and tell myself, oh, I'm going to use my phone for just a little bit. And then next thing I know, I'm scrolling on Instagram for 30 minutes of mindless scrolling. Again, this is added to this week's because this week has just been like a distraction week. So the TV has been on for more for for longer than I usually watch TV for and then obviously I've been using more of Instagram on my phone I've been more addicted to my phone this week and that's why kind of the lessons um, revolve around there again like I wish that I was strong enough to be like oh no like I'm gonna stop scrolling right now and or like oh I'm just going to look at my phone for just a couple of minutes and then be able to stop after a couple of minutes but it just does not happen so I think I am trying to be more aware that hey you tell yourself that you're going to look at it for two minutes but you know that that's not true and now that you know that you can't do that like what's the solution forward you know and the thing is Literally, the companies like Netflix or Instagram or Facebook and all these, they hire engineers to basically make these social medias companies like they they work through algorithms so that people are addicted to them. Like that's literally their job. Like if I was an whatever engineer at Instagram, my job would be to make sure that it is addictive and that whenever people get on it, they can't get off it right? That's how they get paid. That's how Instagram makes money. And so it's very easy to be very critical of yourself and be like, oh, Prona, you're just like too weak. Like, why can't you stop Instagram after two minutes? Like, you're so weak. Your willpower is so weak. And that's literally what I do to myself. But I'm trying to recognize it more that, hey, like, like there's engineers get get paid. Like, lots of money to make this addictive and I it's not fair to myself to tell myself that it's my fault that I'm getting addicted to it but I think 
the solution for it is that you recognize that these platforms are made to be addictive. And then how can you go about limiting your use to these platforms so that, (coughs) excuse me, so that you don't go through like mindlessly scrolling through them for hours on end, you know? So that's kind of what I'm working through as well. So the first step that I did is I deleted my app and I still go on it through the browser from my phone, but it's kind of like, it's not as fun to use it when you're going from the browser. It's kind of glitchy. And so I like it because I don't like the glitchy version of it. So I'll stop using it after like, like a couple of scrolls. And so that's good. That's what I'm going to do. Cause I realized that whenever I like use it through my app, it's like so easy to scroll. It's like so easy to keep going and, and like go to different pages and like follow different loopholes and like watch cat videos and go to another one, go to another one, go to another one. But it's definitely harder to do when you're on the browser from your phone. So if you guys are struggling with that too, I would suggest you do that and let me know how that goes. But um, yeah, I think those are my lessons of the week. Again, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode as well. And stay tuned in and see you next week. Bye, guys.